you. Hanging around the baby too much. I'm now about to witness. Ah, she's awake. Don't worry. The awesome man. Crushing a mighty. Oh, my. The number one Vegas handicapper, Eugene S. Robinson. Show. Stop Welcome, my friends. I think the kids start crying. <laughs> to a show that seemingly never ends. Round number of one, a three, five of the UBS Robinson Show Stomper. This is the Fall Queen Show. Yeah, there was some good fights last night, but there was a easily on balance as much stuff happened outside as happened inside. So we'll let Bob Riley bring us in. I had it here last week. I showed it to you already, right? Big modest CDs. I think I mailed it to somebody. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California. You go to the Google machine, you type it in, Revelation Records. Go to the magnifying glass, type in Stigmata. Calling of the Just. This is intro all of nothing. Been on music since 2007. Uh, still available. Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you at the nightclub and hit your car with a hammer. I got something to show you, actually. Look what I found. Old Bobby Riley. Look at Stigmata. Look how young they were. And that's Mike Maney on the end, the great guitar player. But I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full always nothing. Hey, hey. All right, let's uh, let's uh, stop that there for a second. It's intro all nothing stigmata. Did you see that picture? Look at you. Don't know what this is, Bob Riley. This is Bob Riley on his way to being about 300 pounds, which he is right now. Mike Maney, and uh, they kicked out some cats. So I don't really – I know the little guy next to him, Bob Riley, and Mike Maney on the far right. And he's on some page called 90s Hardcore. Stigmata. Upstate New York. Hey, New York Hardcore. Yeah, but upstate kids. Nice lawns in the houses. Anyway, this is 135 – I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson, number one Vegas handicapper. That's what the glasses are about. The glasses are actually from the 70s, owned by a, a my wife's a grandfather who just died. Let me tell you something a little bit about this guy. Was a, a primo SOB. My advice to them was to throw the guy off the balcony. And I say that in all seriousness. He's dead now, just died. He, he, he <laughs> Let me give you an example of what I meant. All right. So... He, uh, yeah, they're his shades, right? So he, uh, 
you know, at one point he says in Poland, it's like against the law to not take care of your elders. You got to take care of them. So the father's like, got it. Her father's got to take care of him, you know. And so the guy's at the house and he's like swanning, never a very good father himself, swanning about in his adult diaper. You know, he's fully able to walk. And he's walking around the house, you know, holding forth, giving the speeches. And he goes to stand in, a, in front of a big picture window he has as he surveys, stitching Poland with his hands behind his back. And he's looking. And then the father hears this sudden like, <coughs> and the father has filled his diaper with shit. And he looks over the shoulder, shoulder at his son and he says, clean this, will you? And that's when the father flipped out. Blah, 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 blah. But he still cleaned it, right? And I was like, if I was there for you, I would shove him off the balcony for a small fee. Old people fall off balconies all the time. I would help you out. But this is so the guy finally dies. How does he die? Coming back from the casino with a hooker. <laughs> the hooker pretty much was drugging him, taking him to the casino. You know, oh, you gambled so big, taking the money from the guy. Dude was like in 90 with hookers at the casinos. And then she drugged him because, you know, it was like, hey, and then he like died in the bed. She just drives the cab. He's outside the cab and she flees off into the night. You know? <laughs> so this is the man whose glasses I have, which now make me the number one Vegas handicapper. But first, let's get the commercials out of the way. Uh, uh, I have Cash App. I have Venmo. I got PayPal. I got it. I got it all at this point in time. I should I should send it to June so she can let you know if you want to pay cash app cash app you can if you want to you know Venmo you can uh, pinko nine five zero one four or uh, at yahoo.com for PayPal if you still want to do uh, make it so you don't have to think about go to patreon.com slash the stomper or stomperville I don't have an OnlyFans yet hey you, I told you about that time somebody at a porn company was trying to kick they were trying to to, to, to do a bridge into music and they said hey we're a porn company but we want to get into music why don't you do a plastic cast of your cock and then we'll make a, a dildo line and you can sell Eugene from Oxbow's cock dildo line and I was like you know of course the egomaniac in me was like this is perfect this would be great the world will have I can't get around the world but I can sell versions of my cock around the world and somebody in Oxbow made a joke said yeah all those sixty-year-old fans would be, all those sixty-year-old dude fans would be loving to rail themselves with a copy of your, of your, of your dildo. And I was like, eh. suddenly it became a lot less sexy to me. <laughs> and then, of course, you got to deal with your family. Oh, uh, yeah, somebody, a friend of mine, just bought you a dildo. That's that's great. You know, as a father, I have, I got to be held to a higher standard. <laughs> so anyway. So where was I? Okay, so uh, um, um, no Eugene has robbed a dildo. However, I don't have OnlyFans. I might be persuaded, but I did. Look what I found. I found a bunch of shit, and I need to – this is like the only copy I have of this. It was some guy who wanted to do a hardcore label. He called it Grand Theft Audio, and he only wanted Whipping Boy, uh, uh, the hardcore stuff, and that's what he did. He did, he did it. Steve, Whipping Boy's guitar player, did the cover, you know. And then, of course, I'm going to show you the picture. <laughs> Look at that. Is that too close? Look at that. That's the band. 
That's the band, 1981-83. Were you even born 1981-83? Look what I found. Look what else I found. The only known copy of this. Oxbow Double CD. Great Russian propaganda poster for the cover. Two records. Two records. I know this doesn't matter to you, but this is like finding the mother load for, for, for me. Look at this. This thing is like worth $120. Look, paper cover. It's great. Oxbow. So I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I went, and you know why I went there, and I'll get to the show quickly. I, I found this stuff because Tommy LB, I sent you a big box. I said you're all I could find in all the sizes that you want. Seems like I'm well represented with mediums and smalls, but I got you XLs and, and, and uh, uh, Ls for everything else that you asked for. So th those are winging their way to you in Louisiana. Don't let it never be said that I never come through. Because uh, I'm in arrears. Yeah, man. I wasn't, I'm in arrears on some other stuff. Uh, but that has got nothing to do with you. That's got to do with the professional thing. I got to get my, my ass together for this, uh, for the true story section. Uh, of which uh, Genghis has got some good stuff for me and I need to get it in gear. I know I've been saying that, but eventually it, it'll happen. It'll come true. So we got the commercials out of the way. Patreon.com, the cash app, the, the Venmo. I didn't give you those, but you didn't ask for them either. So, um, and then um, <laughs> there's a uh, Polish word. Um, yeah, there's a Polish word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you got to go out for dinner with your lady. The Polish word for what I am apparently is jad. And that's a guy who's got money but doesn't spend the money. And so you see this keyboard. I got to use this keyboard. And I put it on top of the laptop because the letter M and the letter L on the key laptop keyboard are broken. So I go to get it fixed. And they're like, hey, yeah, we'll fix it for a fucking $300. Get the fuck out of here. It's a letter M and the letter You screwed it up. It's not my... And so, yeah, well, so I got the keyboard for like $80. So I put the keyboard on top of the keyboard, but then the keyboard is bulky, so it stopped working. So I have to copy and paste letters M and letters L to get through. This is, it took me half an hour to do the intro for the show. So um, when you pay for the show, that guy who came through gave me false hope. You know what I mean? Gave me false hope that the listener who said, Eugene, I, I'm coming to a bunch of money. I'm going to buy you a laptop. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm gonna get an actual laptop. No, 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 no. We don't work that way here. We don't work. They used to call me behind my back, Eugene. Yeah, they were afraid to tell me in, in, in the face of it. There's nothing wrong with getting a good deal. So uh, there's nothing stupid about that at all. So um, Jad is a Polish word for it, and it, the translation is not Jew. All right. So anyway. So uh, he, he bailed on me getting a laptop, and I started, got the duct tape on the laptop, and the base is separating. But what I hate is, what I hate is, and I don't hate a lot about Apple, but what I hate is, you know, um, don't let me, if I buy a car from you and a, a tire gets flat, that's fine. That's on me. If I buy a car on you and the tire explodes, that's on you. I buy a laptop from you and the L and the M don't work. That's on you. The base is deep, deep, peeling off from it. That's on you. I didn't drop it. So when I go to ask you to do the right thing and fix it, I don't want to hear any hoo-ha about money on top of money. Go fuck yourself. So anyway, boy, I'm getting toasty in here. 
I need to open the door. My wife was just there with the kid. Uh, uh, somebody sending me messages. You sending me messages now? Okay, so uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, where am I? Oh, where are we? So we're gonna go to the fight. So let me tell you about this fight last night, which was uh, I only had four cares on the card, right? And now four of those cares on the card were not real cares on the card. But what I, by what I mean is I'm susceptible to peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. You could, at this point, they could do that with the PC. Uh, so I'm susceptible to a certain amount of peer pressure. So Steph starts talking to me on the care don't care preview, which you guys will be able to get Monday afternoon. She starts talking, and then and, and so I start like uh, you know, um, you know. So I she starts talking, and uh, and what happens to me? I, I get I get swayed. So I picked two fights over the fights that I would have picked normally. I only really cared about two fights on the card last night, right? Two fights on the card. But I got talked into picking four fights on the card that, that I cared about, which means that – and what that let me tell you what that means in very practical terms. Next week on the 24th, Khabib and, and Gaethje, you know how many cares I have on that card in total? Two. Are three. The card itself is it. I mean, there are a lot of don't cares on that card, but the but they but you know we're not there, and it starts at eleven a.m. So the, the co-man and the main are the ones that really care about. I think she let, let her talk me into a couple of others, but I'm not. You know, we're gonna post up at eleven. Fight Island, we'll fight at eleven. So you show up at maybe maybe you show up at three o'clock and then you are five o'clock and you get all the fights right. So, but when it's a fight card where I care about, say, two or three cards, you know, I'll mosey. I'll get about my day, but my day is not directed to the fights, right? So if if, if Kosh is out feeding the kid, um, uh, what, what? You can't you can't hear me? Can you hear me now? Uh, you know, uh, maybe I stop talking. Then. I, 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 you know, you, until somebody, yeah, you can hear me. Good. All right. So, uh, um, I guess I cut out after shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe, okay, just a second. All right. So, um, so, so she talked me into. So I cared about more. But in other words, I'm casual about showing up to the fight. So I show up last night with Jillian Robertson, uh, who was one of the ones she said I should have cared about. Winning her fight in grand fashion, which was great. Which, where, where, how come I can't get any? any here we go. Um, but so I end up at that point. But once I'm in, I'm like a, a junkie. Like I get, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do heroin. I'm not gonna do heroin. But once you're in, you're in, right? So I, I get in. I get in. Let's see. Where was the order? So I didn't see Stragle and say Nurmagomedov. I didn't see them. None of yous told me to go back and watch them. So I haven't gone back and watched it. I haven't seen Antigolov and Grishin, though I hear talk about it. Eh. So I'm still going about my day, going out, playing with the kid. I think I did a, moved a bunch of plants, treated, weatherized the deck. You know, I didn't get to get the chainsaw up on the tree on the roof. I'll have to do that next weekend. Uh, I, uh, Malarkey and Zim didn't see it, didn't care to see it. Uh, nobody else has told me to watch it. Uh, Young Park and John Phillips. People have told me to watch this at this point, mostly because of the scandal of, of Phillips getting, you know, it, you can roll 
I mean, they they figured out a, the Baldwin has figured out a macro formula, and the macro formula is at a certain point if you're in if you're in the kitchen getting getting a sandwich or or some booze, you get the and you come back and you see somebody convincingly beating the slop out of somebody else. You're not asking questions about about hey, did this was this a short notice fight for this guy? Is this a guy's debut in the UFC? be in the cage and so now people are finally starting to ask the questions like park you know there, there was a boxing match recently where the woman had she i don't remember what it was she had mom uh uh the m o m on the front right of her box on the front of her boxing shorts and she came out and was knocked in like 13 seconds did not throw a single punch you know that might be fun for the cheap seats but i gotta tell you i gotta tell you somebody gave this to me today all right, and I'm not one of those. It's it's a one chip challenge. Get Carolina Reaper, set you on heat, and it says right on it: seek medical advice should you experience difficulty breathing, fainting, or extended nausea. After touching the chip, wash your hands with soap and do not touch your eyes or other sensitive areas. Do not eat if you are sensitive to spicy foods, allergic to peppers, nightshades, or capsicum, which is the pepper spray. Or pregnant or have any medical conditions, keep out of reach of children. And, and she gave me this. Yeah, you might want to do this. And, and I was like, Yeah, do it exactly. I go, Why don't we? I'm no masochist. I'm, the, I'm a, by no stretch any kind of masochist, right? Um, what you know, strangely enough, though I have sadistic characteristics, I'm not a sadist either. So when John Phillips, who probably shouldn't have been in that cage, was in that cage getting beaten by Park, that's nothing I need to see. You get an old lady. From the Chinese market down the street to fight uh, to fight uh, Park as well, and and, and uh, yeah, you're not gonna get me with that. Uh, yeah, not even that. You know, it's a time I went to that West Indian place and I ordered the goat because I'd never eaten goat before. I love goats, but if it's already dead, maybe I'll try it. Back when I used to eat meat. So they say, you know, this is hot, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess they thought it meant a, you know tropical dish, which is cold, like salad. Or, they go, no, sir, it's really hot. I go, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then I finally get it. When they're bringing it over to the table and everybody from the kitchen comes out and they just stand in the doorway looking at me. What's those guys? And I was like, oh, shit. One forkful. And I'm like, motherfucker. But now I'm stuck because I got to eat it because they're all watching me. So I mean, yeah, and I'm drinking. Hey, yeah, drinking. And they get bored and they go their way. I could trace that through my whole alimentary system. And then when it came out of the other end, that was no fucking parade. So uh, I'm not going to do this. And I told him, what are you doing? Akasha, Akasha goes, tell you what, you could actually, you could actually, people, you could allow, you could auction off this, you know, because I'm no statist, but, you know, I'm a working man, right? <laughs> I'm a working, I'm a working man, right? Which is a certain amount of masochism that goes into having to show up every day at work, right? So... I I don't know about that. I I would give me twenty dollars to eat that, but I'm not eating that for twenty dollars. <laughs> so if somebody's out there crazy enough, I, I guess I would have to start the bidding at five hundred. If somebody's crazy to give me five hundred dollars to eat that, I'll eat it. Otherwise, I'm going to give it to somebody who really likes it. So uh, who is a sadist or a masochist, as the case may be. So then, so so I get in right after Park. So I get in on Robertson and Botello, and uh, that was a good fight. And I got nothing. Keep in mind, I got a bunch of other stuff to talk about, so I'm zipping through this. 
uh, Mateusz uh, uh, Gamrat and Guram uh, Kudelazi gave me the chance to see, okay, you know, I've been, I've been slacking on picking Polish powers because if I got a Polish power up against a friend of Knuckle Up or a friend of the Showstomper or a friend of Ozzy, I got to go with the friend. I'm loyal that way. Like my friend who was Undersecretary of Defense for uh, Palestinian Affairs, uh, Middle Eastern Affairs under George W. Bush. Eugene's like a dog. You're nice to him. He's, he's yours forever. I thought that was kind of unkind, but largely true. However, it works the other way. You screw me over, I got your number. So I've been waiting my whole life, my whole life, my entire life, since I've been watching, sitting on my grandfather's knee, watching boxing matches. He was a big boxing fan. Had Ring Magazine all around. We'd watch boxing together. And I, and I would watch my whole and I would wait for, if I saw a crappy decision, I would wait for the guy who got the crappy decision to go, nah, 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 nah. So undefeated 17-0 Mateusz Gomrit, Polish guy, um, gets uh, loses a split decision to Guram. I, I, Guram is from uh, Tbilisi. Yeah, I got good friends from Tbilisi. And they try to give to Guram. He's like, I don't know what those judges saw, but I didn't win that fight. And I was like, I remember once telling my first, uh, my first MMA coach, this is about 25 years ago, that I was waiting for somebody to do that. And he goes, you're an idiot. You're not a judge. What do you know? What do you know? You're, you only know half of the fight at best. At best, no, I'm in. I'm having the experience of being in the fight. You don't know what they saw. You don't. Who are you to question the judges? Are you a professional judge? No. You take it that, and I, you know, and I never liked that because we know, we know, we know. Yeah, yeah, we know. You know. I mean, this is why, as as a man, you know, I would rather you ask than not ask. But you do realize if you've got to ask. If your partner had an orgasm, you, you shouldn't have to ask. You know, similarly, you don't have to be told. You could see the guy's face. He was crestfallen. He knew. And what is he going to, because God smiled, the, the, God, the fickle gods of fate that gave you the thumbs up. Now, Steph argued with me and she goes, no, no, Guram won that fight. It was that. Uh, he didn't win that fucking fight. He was controlled. Two rounds, second or third round. Yeah, I forgot. There's a win bonus, right? There's a win bonus. You know, so uh, at that point, at that point, yeah, if you, I'd be real interested to know if he kept the win bonus or he gave it to, to Mateusz. And of course, this doesn't soften a blow. When a guy's 17 and 0, he's not happy about being 17 and 1. In my mind, though, it shows he's got character. I don't, I always, something smells kind of rotten to me when there's a big O, O on your, on your record. Yeah, flying finger of fate. Wasn't that from laughing? Your old guy, remember that. I mean, you know. But uh, was it a good fight? Was it worth watching again? Well, these guys are up and coming prospects and on the gyms, the John Nash significant scale are somewhat significant. So I'd watch the fight. Yeah, man. You know, I'm starting to. There's nobody as collectively bad as, as Cecil Peoples was. Um, but so there's some names when I see them on, I'm like, oh boy. 
Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, so, okay. So let's go through. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Everybody, well, I'm looking at SureDog because just uh, everybody at SureDog, they gave it. Oh my God, they're idiots too. They're clowns. Yeah, Sal D'Amato. Yeah, Crosby. Uh, you know, you, you just drop inside, just die inside. And you got to know if you're a fighter, you got to feel the same way. Unless you're uh, Uriah, Uriah Faber. And that guy used to know how to play judges. Hey, he's a tough chick, that guy. And uh, he knew how to, how to work the judge. He would remember. He would remember. He like, Who's, how's your family? How's your wife? How's your kids? Thomas Almeida. Now, Thomas Almeida, I'm confused. He seems, um, it seems to me that he was a guy who got his tooth knocked out. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I'm just going to look it up now. Do you remember that there was a guy, there was a guy who got uh, at an IBJJF event. Uh, let's just look it, let's just look it up. Let's just look it up. Uh, Half, Half Gracie. Uh, IBJJF fight. Of course, if you, if you, <laughs> there's so many, you know, you have said, Alf is a funny guy. Uh, IBJJF fight. IBJJF. Because I want to know if it's the same guy. And, and it could just be that, you know, I, yeah, IBJJF fight. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, that's probably COVID in my nostril. I was moving plants and stuff, not wearing a mask. I got dust up my nose. I think I'm having an allergic response. But now, of course, in the age of COVID, you panic. Okay, uh, video emerges of how Gracie attack on Flavio, Flavio, oh, sorry, um, uh, what happened, Flavio Almeida, sorry, not the same guy at all, so, um, so never mind, but Thomas Almeida, uh, I, I didn't care about the fight, let's go back to the page, I didn't care about the fight, and, uh, you hear that? Yeah. What the hell is that? It makes me nervous. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to get back to the page. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on around me right now. It tends to make me a little bit nervous. Um. So. So, uh, Thomas, I I thought that, but there were Half knocked out a couple of teeth that night. Yeah. The baby's fine. She's outside. Yeah. She's had. She's got some new toys. Mom's playing with her. And so that's why I'm I'm talking loud. Here we go. All right, so we're back. I got I got the list. So um, was it a was it a, a, a I'm going by all of the not cares, not junky care. I mean I'm gonna hurt the feelings of the people who fought, but the reality of it is I got stuff to do. I got a kid, and you know. So uh, I'm here. Don't worry. Against Jonathan Martinez. Jonathan Martinez fought like a guy who's been there. <laughs> well. <laughs> No, no, see the keyboard thing. This costs like eighty dollars, but to fix a little M and the L on the laptop costs like a crazy amount of money, like two hundred dollars. And of course, when they see me coming with the duct tape thing, they're not gonna take me seriously. So it's all right. I just get new batteries for that offboard thing, and maybe that's why it's bulky. Why? Because I have a whole drawer full of partially charged double A batteries. Maybe you just send me some double A batteries that will work. But Jonathan Martinez uh, comported himself well. He beat in the 146 thing. He beat at Almeida. But do I care? I didn't care then. I didn't care before. I just happened to be there. 
watching the fight. So let's keep going. Uh, Silva and Kraus. Kraus's knee crapped out. It's a good win. Yeah, whatever. Okay, let's keep on going. So, Buscakas and Jimmy Crute. Now, Jimmy Crute was interesting because if you saw early on the week, Jimmy Crute was talking about how he lives in his car, in his van, out in front of the gym, and he just he hates paying rent and stuff. He's from he's from Australia, down under, and and you gotta you know. We have friends in the newspapers. They might like a story like that. So the first spin on that story was every, and I read this in the piece. They said everybody is gonna, you know, complain about how uh, the the everybody's gonna 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 cotton to the 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 the, the common uh, uh, line anti UFC line that this just had. Maybe you should give them more money, but this is not about that. So they got their friends in the media on, got ahead of the story. This is not about that. This is just about a wacky fighter who just got, he's just eccentric. He's quirky. Hey, there's a guy who's a Muay Thai killer. Muay Thai killer that I used to, in a place where I used to train at. And uh, I said something about, hey, I need to change. Can I change? He said, no, don't really change. You go change. I go, why is nobody ever in the locker room? They said, well, you know, dude's got a kind of a quirky sense of humor. Go, what do you mean, quirky? Well, as soon as he hears that somebody's in the bathroom, he he runs in the men's room and he starts grabbing their cock. So and you and God forbid you should be in the shower. Quirky. <laughs> you call it is that what you call quirky? Dude was was I mean, you could, a, a friend of mine got knocked out by a dude. He was, a, <laughs> you know, he was, he was hard, hard drinking, tough fucking Muay Thai guy, uh, you know, quirky. huh? So Jimmy Crute is quirky. Listen, if Jimmy Crute had $10 million in the bank and slept in his van, that would be quirky. Jimmy Crute being Jimmy Crute sleeping in his van that's a story that you had to unfuck yourselves from because it looks bad. As bad as it looks for uh, your heavyweight champion to be working his job as a fireman. That means one thing and one thing only. He don't trust you. Because if you got 20 mil in the bank, you don't go to work or you go to work pro bono. But you're not saying like, hey, I need some vacation time because I got this championship through. I'll be back on Monday. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. So Jimmy Crute uh, uh, fucked up this prospect, and uh, and now people and he jumps over the fence and they're trying to stop him. Leave him alone. And he's in the bald one's face, and the bald one's like, "Yeah, yeah, fuck it, day, bro. Fuck it. Wait, 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 wait. If I were him, I'd you know. How come nobody's done the whole gorgeous George thing? If you want to get pattern yourself after kind of like a, you know a professional wrestling uh, kind of archetype. And the guy comes in all dandified and, uh, uh hello, what, would, uh, what do you call it? Oh, gorgeous George, like some of his shtick. Um, you know, just come in and just kind of high hand the bald one. Uh, hello, Mr. Dana. Nice of you to dress up for the event. Yeah, you know, come and just, 
you know, and then he's like trying to trying to be streety with Jimmy Crew. It's like, God, man, I don't know what's more insulting. You know, as a kids of mine, like, yeah, Adrian Adonis. That that, that that was the other one. Adrian Adonis. You know, like like I oh God. You know, don't you send to me. That's a Brad Pitt callback from True Romance. So, um, Crew gets over. He got a performance tonight. Fifty thousand dollars. You know he's going back to the van. You know he's going back to the van. Why? Because he only got fifty thousand dollars. You know, I understand him completely because I used to live in a van, and I was making my money how little bits and dribbles and drabs playing music. You know, it was a drag to take that money and, and, and use it to, to pay your electrical bill or even to buy groceries. It's like, man, look how much I got from the show, $200. Save that shit. Uh, so Jessica Andrade and Caitlin Chakajuju. You know, I tried to get Caitlin to appear, not on this show. I understand not appearing on this show. I that could completely, oh, yeah, yeah, that was well, well in advance of Fuckfest. That was, that was, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was right around here. 1981 to 83, the fucked years. So, um, <laughs> so, um, Caitlin Chikugian, as you may, Chaka Khan, you know, I've been trying to get her. I want to do a piece on her for Ozzy. I want to do a piece, which is, you know, I mean, Ozzy is legit, right? Straight up legit. And I emailed, I went to the proper channels, tried to contact her agent, the manager, nothing. Total radio silence. And I was like, all right, you know, you know what? I interviewed Nia Longmans, and she was a piece of shit to me. Like, rude as fuck, right? Not in person, on the phone. In person, you know, in person, you can, you can, uh, you can, you know, you, you can do things to, 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 to make a difficult interview easier. You know, and in the, and at a certain point, she was telling me, she told me, like, whacked that, like, she'd never date a man who drove a white car. Like, the color white. She didn't think the color white on an automobile was manly. And, and she said, I need a man to do this, and I need a man to do that, and I need a man to do this. I need a man. And I, at a certain point, I go, is there a difference between a boyfriend and a butler? And she was like, look, do you, you have any more questions to ask? And I, I said, I turned off the tape recorder. I go, nope. You don't understand that this is this is a this is a this is a two way we it's a mutual support society. You need somebody to write about you. I need to write about somebody. Everybody wins. But if the mermaid is your only MMA media outlet, yeah, okay, he's won some awards. But you can't tell me you can't tell me that that you think that that's going to get you. Uh, a, 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 a what a Puma sponsorship deal? Shit in my eye. So okay, I'm a little bitter. So I picked Andrage, and, and Andrage five foot one, five foot nine, and there's a psychological thing that Kuchugi Chaka Khan that she does when she starts vocalizing. Now, my Muay Thai guys told me when I started taking Muay Thai, they said, "Well, you know, it seems kind of goofy from the outside, but you know what? what why we do it?" I go, "Why?" He goes. It's guaranteed that we breathe. Because if we're quiet, we're probably holding our breaths. So that's why we, you know, <laughs> you do that, you automatically will breathe, breathe in. So she starts doing that. In her last fight, it actually cowed the girl, the girl who she was fighting. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Cowed her. 
It's really, and of course, it looks it sounds great for the judges. Jessica Andrade didn't give a shit. Picked her up, slammed her, and, uh, and hit her. I thought at first it was a liver, but the liver is on the right side. I know because I wake up with mine hurting, and I'm definitely afraid now in full paranoid panic about what that means where I got routine pain on the right side, right where my liver is. Don't want to think about it. But she didn't hit her. She hit her on the left side. And then I thought, okay, it's a spleen. But apparently your spleen is up under, under here. Uh, my doctor has tried to kill me three times. And the only reason I keep going to her is because I think she's going to feel so guilty about having almost killed me three times that she'll do the right thing. But I can't. You know, what, do you, what can you do? Oh, your leg is fine. Just go put some ice on it. Ruptured quadricep tendon. Okay, well, we'll exercise some caution here. I got a stomachache. Oh, yeah, we should take Prilosec. But when? For how long? For the rest of your life. Even the rest of my life. I look, Prilosec is not causing people to have liver problems. All I had to do was stop eating after 8 o'clock at night. I was fine. Why is it happening again? I don't know. I'm not going. I'm not, I need a new doctor. That's what I need. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah, that's what the wife says. Because now the wife goes to the same doctor, too. And when you come back with similar diagnoses, we're like, mm. And, you know, it, and it's weird. I tell you, my paranoia, like I see her jogging around my old neighborhood. And I'm like, hey, doc, I see we're neighbors. She's what are you talking about? I said, I saw you out jogging the other day. She was well, I gave her the street where she was jogging. She's like, oh. Oh. She didn't like that. They didn't like that we were like in the same neighborhood. And then we have kids at the same high school together. And I was like, where do your kids get into college? And did they, you know, I just parent talk, fun stuff. And she names like a school that I hadn't really heard of. She says, oh, well, what about your kids? And I said, well, you know, they got into to, to Berkeley. And she's, and she's like, oh, oh, Berkeley. Yeah, I tell you, when I came out of my appendectomy, one of the nurses was bending over, like adjusting some stuff on my on my on my thing, and I was. This is way. This is like 1990, all right. And uh, and she had a nice body. She's leaning over me, and I woke up and I was like, Yeah, this is my chance. Because who? What says sexy like a man with crust on his mouth, right, waking up from surgery? And I was like, Yeah, I'm like, And I go, You know what? If she doesn't go for it and gets really angry and hits that incision scar, nobody's going to believe me. And, and then I've got, I got Nurse Ratchet, right? So I was like, hey. she goes, you're okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Maybe you could send that creepy orderly in here instead. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so anyway, where, where were we? So uh, Chikugian uh, got body slammed. The, the vocal, vocalization, the tennis grunts weren't helping her. And Andrade hit her. I, it was just a body. If you've not been hit with a body shot, it should never happen to you. It should never happen to you. God, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. And then we get to, uh, 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 but I was happy she was my pick, Andrade. Then we get to Ortega versus the, the uh, 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 Korean zombie. And, and I tell you, I did, I couldn't go into it too much today on Care Don't Care, but the, I did make reference of when I close my eyes. I couldn't see it going any other way, which is, a, you know, um, a derivation of um, uh, of that South African, uh, um, uh, oh, I love this guy. 
the South African white supremacist guy. Um, and I used to have for a long time on my wall, um, his last photo session. <laughs> and his last photo session was him being chased <laughs> and yanked out of his car and summarily shot <laughs> by the side of the road by African cops. Uh, <laughs> it was a great... I had it on my office, uh, my office wall, my cubicle wall, where we had cubicles at work. That's kind of grim. I go, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not grim at all. It's uh, this, this guy. He said his famous quote, which I ripped off, was, "When I close my eyes, I dream of betrayals." Yeah, yeah, the AWB guy. That was that was a great photo set. <laughs> you know, so much for your white supremacy. AK forty seven in the dusty streets outside Pretoria. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, um, so, but when I closed my eyes, I couldn't see it going any other way, any other way than the way it went. And Steph and John both picked a, 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 a Korean zombie. So I don't, I don't care, don't care. I couldn't, I couldn't see. And, and part of it, I tried to explain. I wasn't being super articulate today. You know, we record Care Don't Care in the morning on Sunday, and it plays tomorrow at noon. They'll tweet it at June and tweet, tweet it out. But I, and part of it was that I, he's a jujitsu black belt. You know, you know how, um, you know, um, how much misery goes into, do you know how long I've been taking jujitsu? And do you know how much, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a two stripe brown belt. Do you know how long it was going to take me to get my black belt? It looks like five more years. What sane person would put up with that? So I knew after he got savagely schooled by Max Holloway, I knew that this guy, nah, nah. He's the same rigor that he applied to getting his, the sheer number of, you know, like learning jiu-jitsu is like playing the bagpipes or the harpsichord. Incredibly difficult. I mean, okay, one, I, I kind of figured out something with the piano after I started learning. It's you take you have a whole octave range and it just repeats. So all you have to do is 16 range and you go and it repeats. So it's not like you look at all the keys, go, oh my god, boy, and same with the harpsichord and so on. But all right. So I knew he would go away, I knew he would dig down deep, and I knew he would change. The fact that the Korean zombie and his team didn't know that is mind-blowing to me. If you're 33, you can't afford to be making 33-year-old mistakes like that. You absolutely cannot. Cannot. You know, you can't. You can't. You can't. Those are mistakes you can't afford. Like when I did that uh, uh, the fight book tour and that guy pulled a gun on me because he was upset about a story I told that night. Actually, maybe it wasn't even the fight book tour. Maybe it was just a book tour because I was telling a story about... Uh, about when I had to kill my dog when he attacked me, and it was a sad story. I wasn't exulting in the in the in the uh, uh, it wasn't exulting in the, the stabbing and then ultimately shooting death of my dog. But the guy came up to me after the show and was like, "Yeah, I just you know, this is in Texas. He was there. I just my dog just died, and I was so angry with you when you were doing the piece. I went out to my truck and I, I got my gun. I'm like." Oh, and I pull my jacket apart. I go, you mean your gun like this one? I mean, you tell somebody you got a gun 
that you were going to get in order to do them harm and stand there like it's a joke? Nah, it's not a joke. So uh, that's another story for another time. Um, um, yeah, but exactly, exactly. But you don't have to. You don't have to destroy a guy. You don't have to destroy a guy to win the fight. I just have to run faster than you. <laughs> Produce, get numbers. And, and he said he said he doesn't remember what happened in rounds three, four, and five after the elbow. Mm, time between rounds, not enough. He doesn't remember. Has no idea what happened. He goes, I need to go back. His attitude was great. Need to go back and watch it. But that's a mistake you don't make at 33. Not if before the fight they were talking about you challenging for the belt. That, that's done. That's done. Because the guys who actually have the belt, Volkanovski, and the guys who are also in the top five, they saw that fight too. Failure to make a midstream adjustment. They saw that fight too. Speaking of midstream adjustment, I don't have much more to add. Ortega was who we thought he was. I get. I probably. I was the only one who thought he was. I don't. I'm not. I'm not entirely clear how they saw that the other way. I think maybe I'm going to have to do an intervention. I think John and Stefan, they've got to be. I'm not. We need to drug test them because that was just crazy person stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. You got to understand. You like how some of us got into martial arts. You know, if you were fucked with as a child, as a younger person, you have a couple of different responses. And I and I and, and, and keep in mind, like I know the guy, I know people who were. I usually keep him in my head. Joe Rogan was fucked with bad. There's a couple there's a guy who I take jujitsu with, and the first time he was at jujitsu, he was wildly kicking at, you know, a teammate of mine. And I look at Sorrell, I'm like, what the put me in with this. And he was like, no, 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 no. And the guy, same thing. Yeah, the, the, the guy, same thing. The guy had a, you know, something early in life happened to him. And you do one of two things. If bad things happen to you, you either completely change your tact. And I got to tell you, I got, I interviewed this woman who did the last interview on the record with Eileen Warnos. And uh, she showed me some of it. And, and I'm, it's going to be a, in the true story section. That's one of the pieces I have to work on this week. And she said that, you know, that uh, her, you know, this woman herself was a, a sex assault counselor and did it for years in Australia. She goes, Australia is incredibly violent for women. And uh, she had to stop because she was just getting so angry that she just couldn't. And in this kind of miasma of, of rage, suddenly a news story pops up about Eileen Wernos and her impending death. She contacts her, contacts her. They become friends. She says, I want to make the movie. She goes, I got four other, I've got four other uh, film companies, but I'm going to give you what I want to give them. And so she flew up from Australia, uh, went to death row and got multiple interviews with, uh, later it turns out, this is the fun fact. It's kind of a spoiler to the story. She finds out that she's, she and Eileen Warnos were, uh, distantly related. But, um, so Eileen you know, says, Eileen Warnos is not a serial killer. Mm. I'm this person that was systematically abused the whole, you know, um, but uh, I set out to be a rapist killer. And that's what I did. 
So, so yeah, so the people, so people have, so she, Eileen Warren always had it gotten to the point where she's like, that's not happening again. That's not happening again. Same, same with me. Something bad happened to me when I was a kid. Said, that's not happening again. Never been without a weapon. Never been without a weapon since then. I'm 58 years old. That was when I was 12. Never been without. Joe Rogan, same thing. I could tell. I could see it. You know, that's not going to, after, after that Holloway thing, I didn't recognize that look on Ortega's face, but I knew he would come back the way he came back. I knew he would. Can he beat Volkanovsky? I, I, I think so. He was not breathing hard the entire fight. Volkanovsky, can, can, his output is, you know, but I, dare, does he dare go to the ground with Ortega? I don't know. I don't know. Even at Apple. <laughs> Never been without one, man. Never been without one. Never, ever, 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 ever. You, like, even in the shower, on the tub next to me. <laughs> yeah. Because it was always a weird time. It was always like when I was my most happy and most relaxed, I was always set upon. Not a worry in, my, in the world. And people sense that. Animal. The animal inside. They sense it. And they pounce. Which is, uh, Kasha says something. She goes, it's kind of eerie when she saw me, the uh, latest guy out in, in Belgium. She goes, right, right before it happened, right before it happened, you were smiling. And she's seen this happen a couple of times where people don't know. Like, I'm, because I now know the two-step. Like it took me took me three years. Somebody interviewed me the other day, and they were like, "Well, you know, we, you're an ass kicker." I go, "No, nah, let me." Oh, it's not me. My kids were asking me. I said, I "Went through three, like probably between 17, 16, and nineteen, where I was getting my ass kicked on the street, like by strangers on the streets, because I'm a fairly nice guy. So I'm like, "Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you too. Yeah, yeah fuck." And when the guy would walk back up to me. I just figured we would take the 20 feet away, fuck you, and then have it be a four foot away, fuck you. Until it took me four, three years to figure out when they come back, they don't want to continue the conversation. They're going to come back and start swinging. And it was, so it was about 19, 19 years old where I finally figured that out. And the guys coming back, I go, that's close enough. And they take a step closer after that. Got bing, got bing, got bing. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Ortega did me good. Uh, I'm glad I stuck with him on uh, Latino History Month, none, uh, uh, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, or 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 Teddy Atlas did that once. Some guy was acting up in Vegas, or maybe it was Reno, and followed him into the parking lot. And the guy, he's in Teddy. The last words that Teddy Atlas spoke to him were like, "You're making me nervous." He told us on a Jim Rome show. And the guy, a much larger guy, was like, yep, yeah, 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 and he he laid him out. Or like Kuklinski when he shot the three football players down in, I think it was Georgia. And uh, the interviewer was giving him a hard time, Bill Moyers, I think it was. And he got really angry with the guy. Of course, Kuklinski angry and Kuklinski happy were indistinguishable. And he was like, I'm an old guy. These are the three big guys. I don't know. They got out with baseball bats. They could have killed me. I had to shoot them. Had to shoot them. 
Same. Same. Yeah, you're coming back. Teddy Atlas said it best. Teddy Atlas is a very tough guy, but you know, this guy didn't didn't realize it. Stupid people make those decisions. I'm not stupid. So anyway, uh, good good on Ortega. Good on Ortega. So now something's been happening this week. If you've been following me on the Twitter machine at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, you've been seeing me talk about it. The Gowlighter General. Oh boy, Moy. This guy is on fire. He is on fire. Chasma's at him. He's, he's now, he's, I will ragdoll him. But you know what's happening? You all think that, that Chris Weidman is just talking crazy. Chris, he is a Gowlighter general for a very specific reason. Because he's he's felt the Hollywood, he's felt the chimp chill out, the Hollywood fade. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, hey, uh, shows up at the gym. Uh, you know, Maddie Sarah is there, Ray Longo's there. He goes, Hey, guys, they're like, Ah, hey, tell this guy, you talk to him. Say, uh, hey, yeah, hey, hey, Dana called you, Dana called you recently. Um, yeah, no, Chrissy, boy, you know, I don't know, but you know. You gonna you gonna do a few rounds or something? Yeah, yeah. I think I get on this. It's like Congo. Congo at one point was talking to me. He goes, yeah, I think I make a pretty good matchup for for Anderson Silva. Red panty night. Looking for it. I like that. I thought he was crazy, but uh, a further exam. He was one of those guys that had like one of those twenty and old records before he came to the UFC. Who knows? I mean, one thing that wasn't gonna happen. What wasn't gonna happen is. Uh, Anderson Silva wasn't going to do jujitsu on him, even though that's how he got rid of Chael Sonnen. And what people didn't know about Kongo is that he had wrestled in college. I I come to the conclusion he was probably right. Guy was twenty and zero. He's been very careful about who the fights he's been picking. So it, it, so so Weidman is sitting at home, and then uh, 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 the phone phone rings. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. When the phone doesn't ring, that's me. Is that is that is that is that should I should I get my mouth closer to the mic? Is she too is she too loud for you to hear me or not? Because I could I could scream into the mic. Let me know in the comments. Tell me. Anyway, so uh, Weidman is sitting at home, and, and and what's happened? The phone's not ringing at all. Okay, the phone's not ringing at all, at all. Guys got to do something. Got to make it rain. And as long as we retweet, as long as we tweet, as long as it's a topic of conversation, dude is not dead. Mystified? Yes. Woodpiled? Yes. But still the head of the Gowlighter General of the Lost Battalion, hands down. Now, there's a fundamental difference between him and, and McGregor. What is the difference? Yep. Yeah, it is a better fight. We a wide minute and Rocco. Better fight for both of them. Smarter too. Because you got you got out you got you got McRapist out there huffing and wolfing. I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna give it to the cherry. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna, and proper 12 has ended up all kinds of places. So maybe that's actually turned out. People are drinking that piss. I don't know. But every time he says something, it doesn't, it's like it's like me telling you, yeah, man, Kentucky Derby, preakness. I'm there, bro. You just stop paying attention. You just, 
outside of there's no comedic value. There's the, the, a man with 30, how much, $100 million trying to be significant? No. No. Yeah, he's trying to rehabilitate himself. At this point now, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, he has. He's not. Been, he's not been the same for a while. What well, he's trying to get around now, and his last fight, he looks slack. So maybe he's figured out. Look, if I, if I, 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 I ring rust is real. I need to keep active. I don't need to. But they're not going to pay you like they used to pay you. And how's that feel? Have your salary reduced? I should know. Yeah. Oh man. Man, oh man. So, but he's got to stay real. And he, because we bite. I Anything that Weidman tweets out, I'll retweet. Even though I, I think that's him who's been threatening my life every time I talk about Chris Weidman. <laughs> and if I don't talk about Chris Weidman, I don't get, you guys can't see all the comments because I, I have to have to block and, and delete these guys. But they, you know, a, uh, <laughs> you know, so when every time I widen his name as a title, I got these comments of people threatening my life and threatening my children's lives, which I don't think is funny or cool. And if I were to find out who it is, you'd have problems. You might get your feelings hurt. <laughs> so anyway, so um, um, he's got to do what he's got to do. But fall cleaning, fall cleaning is you got to, what is that old expression? Bench me or trade me, coach. <laughs> yeah, okay. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Um, bench me or trade me. It, it, it's now it, to have this guy twisting the wind like this is painful for me. <laughs> I didn't think it was you. Uh, it was painful. Painful. It, it was and it is painful. Okay, he happened to be the guy there with a declining Anderson Silva. I'm not holding that against the guy. That was a great moment for him. But they've been few and far between since then. Who was the cat? There was some MMA guy who just said, oh, I spent my money like shit, and he I should have saved a little bit of it. I don't, that's, I, don't have to, I don't have the patience for that. Because you know what? The chimp chill out awaits us all. If I have one piece of advice for you, it's a save. And hence the jod. Save. Because if you've not been in that, when I had a tax seizure, the uh, uh, State Board of Equalization came in and took $60,000 from me. Sixty. So yeah, you but you had $60,000. Yeah, because I had a store. I made $60,000 from this first year of my store. And he just took it all, all of it, nothing. All the checks that you wrote on that money, bouncing like crazy, you don't save. All my friends who were like stars in the 60s and were like, diamonds are a girl's best friend. Kitten that to the dad, one of Russ Meyer's women, spent all of her money when she was actually making good money back in the 60s on, on diamonds and jewelry. They don't keep their value. She goes, you guys should have bought real estate. Had to go back to do, had to go to hardcore at the age of like 50 to be able to live. So Weidman, is, he's got to do what he's got to do. But, bro, I hope you put some money away. And realistically speaking, at this point now, somebody's got to do the humane thing. Get him in there, you know, okay, 
Talk to him about taking less money. Make him executive level gatekeeper for guys between 10 and 15, but you got to deal with this. Johnny Boney Joni. Yeah, I had a record store, CFY, CFY Records, House of Faith. And uh, do I have pictures of it? I, I don't have pictures of it close by. Had it for four years in Palo Alto, California. If you follow me on uh, you follow me on Instagram, sometimes I put out pictures of it. I'm Mr. Sleep Three at Instagram, but I got to be able to peer into your into your world before before you. It's gate. It's a velvet rope on Instagram. I don't let anybody in there. Yeah, they didn't have only fans back then. So uh, you got to deal with the Weidman thing. The Johnny Boney Joni thing is also starting to take a weird turn as well. Hey, man, it's all, uh, you know. No, no, it was at the end of, uh, it was, uh, you know where town and country is? So if you're facing, you're on El Camino and you're facing town and country, um, right by, you know, Page Mill, it's like 100 yards to the left. It is back behind where Hubbard and Johnson used to be, right? So, um, and now it's a medical center where I go for, for, for medicine to get killed by my doctor. So um, Johnny Boy and Johnny, something weird has started to happen. I, he he he's not he's not besting Israel unsight and this is where you this is the thing when you got somebody who's really got it you can't take a run at them if you don't have it as well you can't yeah no no further 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 north I think uh Western Audio, we're back behind where Western Audio used to be, and there's a Hilton Hotel back there, right by the railroad tracks. But you can't, if you're an it guy, um, yeah, you can't, but he, but it doesn't, Johnny Boney Joni has never been an it guy. What made him an it guy is what he did inside, inside the cage and is generally easygoing uh, 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 demeanor outside the cage. This is when he's not shooting off a gun or crashing into pregnant women. And when, when somebody like Rashad Evans said he was fake, it's because he knew that that's not really who the cat was. I knew that the set, I was in Texas when I interviewed him. I was in Marfa, Texas when I interviewed Johnny Boney Joy. And he got kind of trollish with me when I said, ah, oh, you know something about when you fought Chelsea and you know, I had a bit of trigger. I said, I had any trouble. I go, you're told. He's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was not taking anything out of you. So he's got an edge to him, but he doesn't have it. You know, some get like the Diaz's, like have it. Like if you were, if there was a TV show or just a Diaz's being a Diaz's, don't lie, you fucking watch it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Where was that fight, Choco? I think I was there too. Um, but when you got, in other words, you would pay attention to Izzy. Yeah, I was there. I would. Um, um, oh my God, where's the name? The name of the center? Um, not not uh, Newark. Um, yeah. Yeah, they think they all have it, but they're, they're, they're not. They're not. They're not. Yeah, I, I was, it was funny. See, I never spent much. The only time I spent, I was telling uh, Kid Nate and, uh, and Alexi about the sex in Jersey. Because if somebody, if you met, met somebody and they took you back to the house in Jersey, you knew you were going to have sex. Once, it, it, the woman that met she had a car. And two, it's not, they're not going to have you post up in the house if they're just to, to, to watch TV. No, no, no. Jersey. So, so he, he, he's never had it. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he's never had it. He's never had it. You wouldn't really watch John Johnny Boney Joni TV show. Hey, he's a nice guy. But what he does in the cage is so magical that suddenly he becomes it by proxy. But when you put him on a one-to-one with Israel, the guy who is yeah, Prudential said, thank you, thank you. Because there's another fight venue in Jersey that I've been to as well. But you th- you take Izzy, whatever. The guy's got he can dance, he can say he's doing the modeling like Johnny Boney Joni it you can't you can't you can't you can't you got it or you don't and it's a sharp knife that cuts the difference between one and the other so what ha- what's happening is um what's happening is yeah <laughs> yeah exactly what's happening is with no fight announced for Johnny Boney Joni he's just losing a very public battle and you know for the fall he's got to if he's still fighting with the oopsie and the bald one of, of the shrinking violet. I don't know if I'm ready. That you got to throw that out. Throw that out as well. Throw that. Throw that out as well. Get something to book now. Get something booked now. Exactly right now. Just to change the direction of that narrative. That fight between you and Izzy is is big no matter what. At this point now, but now you don't look great. That's got to go. Rockhold, making the right move. Low-hanging fruit for Rockhold. Stay there. Keep doing that. Uh, McRapist, stop doing what you're doing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if it was a dumbass move. move to, I mean, in other words, he, he this, what's the word I'm looking for? Stasis. He's sta- he needs to create... They needed, if he was on better terms with the Baldwin, one, the Baldwin one would have created a circumstance in which he was excited about living another day. He'd be excited about living another day, but he, the Baldwin one couldn't do that for him. The Baldwin one couldn't do that for him. So he's like, I lose the battle. So maybe I'll put myself in a situation where life is a little bit more difficult and I'll get more excited. I'll get more exciting about more excited about it. Um, That photo of me as a kid um, in the middle is my my mother's husband from the from my age of five to six to when they got divorced when I was about when I was about 18. And he was the one uh, who I was talking about on the show last week who they, they thought he was going to die and they took him off the ventilator <clears throat> and he started to breathe. He started to breathe himself. So it looks like he may not be dying, which is kind of very cool. I don't want to leave you guys hanging with that from last week. It didn't need to be. Uh, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Dave Emery, who does a show that I told you to go to Google and type in Dave Emery, The Flight of the Werewolf. Dave Emery is the one who has done this kind of Zen diagram at the center of which all of global evil is generated from, from Nazis in those 1933 and 1945. Um, Nick, Rapist of Corona. Well, he spent a lot of time at clubs, but yeah, he's a, probably a super spreader. No, I don't think I would laugh. I don't think I would laugh. But anyway, that's where that picture was. So to to, to and that's uh, so it's my uh, my mother's second husband, 
my stepfather, and on the other side is his son from his first marriage, uh, who, uh, who I want to write a story about, Mark, who, who disappeared, and nobody's ever seen seen or heard from him again for the last probably 15 years. Um, and he's Mark is the one who got me into Von Daniken and was one of probably the early, it's my first blush with the uh, conspiracy thing. So Johnny Boney Joy needs to do something else. Because this thing with Izzy is not, Izzy's ticket is written. Whatever, whatever he's got planned for 2021 is, is gravy after what he did for Costa. Costa has been redeemed. Costa needs to, to cotton on to this, with this burgeoning thing with Anthony Rumble Johnson, who, who will return. That's his only chance. That's his only chance. That's a good fight. He's going to lose that fight, but that's a good fight. People would be excited about that fight. And you can remember, you can you can win by losing. I don't think he'll take the fight because his head is weak. But he could win by losing. Who knows where Rumble's gonna end up on the on the weight scale? Um yeah, he, he keeps talking about because he's in that Mayweather space. I mean hip hop records I'm gonna make. What am I sitting around the house? What am I gonna do with myself? Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. But that was a fight that you would pay to see. I mean, I can't think of any other legitimate roads out of the doldrums where he happens to be right now that gets Costa back into a place you give a shit about what he does. Yeah, I, I, I find that. I find that. They're very, there's some, some, some of them dig down deep and come back as strong, but they're not the same. I gotta go. I gotta go to what is that? Uh, uh, Tom Wolf. All the right stuff. I see you guys come in. You all look different, but I see you leave. You all look the same. What's that? Scared. So that's our fall cleaning. Johnny Bunny Johnny, get on the stick. Do something. Weidman, somebody's got to help this guy out. Keep him spinning in the wind. Mc McRapist, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. Just stop. Stop. What this? Just, Trying to make yourself relevant again, stop. You want to see how it's played? Look at GSP. Every time that guy, oh, it's holy writ every time he opens his mouth. Doesn't open his mouth, he opens his mouth, and it's like, oh. No, no. Hey, you got the Starsky piece last week. I gotta, I gotta, the person who gave, texted me during the show, the person who gave me the October surprise, come November 1st, if it hasn't been revealed, it's no longer a surprise, and I will talk about it. But that's that's not the October surprise. I gave my word. It's, it's not often I'm giving my word about stuff like this, but I, I no, nah, it does not mythical. It ran. If you didn't see it, it's because you're not following me at Twitter. Yep, 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 yep. So November, what? Uh, where are we in? Let's see. Let me see. Let me look at a calendar, and I'll tell you when I'll tell you about that October surprise. Uh, okay, so November 1st is, yeah, November 1st is a Sunday. November 1st is a Sunday. So um, I will, t that, that show on November 1st, since it's technically out of October, no more surprises left. It's not going to change the race between then and Election Day. I will tell you what I've been told in conference. Not David Soule, Paul Michael Glazer. Guy tried to high hand me. I wrote a piece about it, then tweeted it out to him. It, if you need me to retweet it, I'll retweet it, but it was on the Twitter feed. So that's the end of the show, largely, and the end of the show. I don't have a lot of house cleaning. I would like to see less of the bald one coming into the fall. That's pretty unlikely. 
Um, I, I, I'd like the Dark Star guys to grow to to grow a set, and and uh, and, and raw. Retire ready. Stop it. I don't want to have to hear your name and go. Oh yeah, I re I remember that guy Snake Plissken. I thought you were dead. Skate from New York, Kurt Russell. Make the references. No, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. Don't want it. So that's the cleaning. Got to get those up next week because we won't be able to talk about it. I'll tell you right now who I picked. That's what I'm doing. If you let me finish, then I finish about the Khabib. Yeah, yeah. I I'm care don't care, which will come out tomorrow at noon. I made my pick, and uh, I picked Gaethje. Uh, I, I didn't ask her. I need to send it. Naturally, my kid doesn't read stuff on Ozzy, so I got to send it to her directly. But I did send it to her directly, and she still didn't read it. So I'm picking Justin Gaethje. I, I, I give you a dozen reasons. I could talk about my spies at AK. I could tell you, sticking the finger in the air. I talk about some of that on Care, Don't Care. Uh, but I'll talk about it more next Sunday after the fight because I'll either be right or wrong. And if I'm wrong, then I'll be glad to tell you what I heard. And if I'm right, I'll be glad to tell you what I heard. But that's my pick. There are only two fights that I give a crap about on that card. Yep. Could be, man, 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 man. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you for that. But, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing a sub. If you're listening, listening, listen to what the jungle says. Think about Khabib's. Think about it. Fantasy MMA League. Think about the roads to victory. Uh, Roads to victory. Think about what Khabib has said. Why should I change? What I do works. Think about, do a SWOT analysis. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. I find him wanting. Yep, I agree. I agree. He said it. Ferguson will never be Ferguson again. You want to be Ferguson? You can't tell me that doesn't matter. Anyway, show's over. This is one, three, Five of the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper. Thanks for listening. Uh, uh, on Monday at noon, carry on care. We'll go into greater depth about the picks for the fight coming up on the Twitter. That debuts uh, at noon. Tuesday, we have If the Shoes Fit. And then for those who pay the extra dollar, they get uh, Hip Hop Evolution that Kid Nate and Alexi, we appear on uh, on the Let It Roll, Let it Roll podcast. Uh, I got articles coming out this week. I don't know. If you follow me at Eugene S. Robinson on the Twitter thing, you'll get them. If you don't mind me seeing into your world first, feel free to follow me, Mr. Sleep, the number three uh, uh, on Instagram. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Try not to die between now and then. Look what you made me do!